Our second reading today comes to us from the prophet Jeremiah, chapter 29, verses 1 and 4 through 14. These are the words of the letter that the prophet Jeremiah sent from Jerusalem to the remaining elders among the exiles and to the priests, the prophets, and all the people whom Nebuchadnezzar had taken into exile from Jerusalem to Babylon. Thus says the Lord of hosts, the God of Israel, to all the exiles whom I have sent into exile from Jerusalem to Babylon. Build houses and live in them. Plant gardens and eat what they produce. Take wives and have sons and daughters. Take wives for your sons and give your daughters in marriage, that they may bear sons and daughters. Multiply there and do not decrease. But seek the welfare of the city where I have sent you into exile, and pray to the Lord on its behalf. For in its welfare, you will find welfare. For thus says the Lord of hosts, the God of Israel, Do not let the prophets and the diviners who are among you deceive you, and do not listen to the dreams that they dream. For it is a lie that they are prophesying to you in my name. I did not send them, says the Lord. For thus says the Lord, only when Babylon's 70 years are completed will I visit you. And I will fulfill to you my promise and bring you back to this place. For surely I know the plans I have for you, says the Lord. Plans for your welfare and not harm. To give you a future with hope. Then when you call upon me and come to pray to me, I will hear you. When you search for me, you will find me, if you seek me with all your heart. I will let you find me, says the Lord, and I will restore your fortunes and gather you from all the nations and all the places where I've driven you, says the Lord. And I will bring you back to the place from which I sent you into exile. This ends the reading of God's holy word. May God add many blessings to the hearing of it. The grass withers and the flowers fade, but the word of the Lord endures forever. Let us pray. Gracious and loving God, we've come into your house and gathered in your name to worship you. Enable us to hear your call in our lives. May the words of my mouth and the meditation of our hearts here together be found pleasing and acceptable in your sight. Our Lord, our rock, our Redeemer. Amen. I remember being in high school, like it was much more recent than it was. And I remember one thing in high school is several people told me, enjoy this time, embrace this time. This will be the best time of your life. And I remember hearing that and being terribly disappointed. (laughs) And then I went away to college And I remember in college, as I started failing a class, as I had to bring a bad report card to my parents, as I wasn't doing as well as I could, as studies mounted up, I remember thinking, man, I wish I was in high school again. And then I left college and entered the workplace, and I started having bills to pay, and rent was due, and car payments, and insurance, and medical bills, and I thought, I wish I was in college again. And then I went to seminary and began the the long nights studying and memorizing the Hebrew alphabet and studying scriptures and Greek and, and really pushing myself and just 
being exhausted, thinking I wouldn't, what I wouldn't give to go back to work and just have a nine to five job. Then I graduated seminary and went into the church and longed for the day that I was surrounded by the community of my friends in seminary. This is something we can all relate to. We have all gone from life transitions where we looked back with fondness, where we reminisced, where we think, man, I wish I had it as good as I did back then. The recording artist Macklemore recently uh, released a song that said, I wish that I knew back then that I was living in the good old days. We've all felt that way. And that's the situation that the Israelites find themselves in in today's scripture reading. Israel has been split into the two kingdoms. The southern kingdom was destroyed. The northern kingdom, Judah, has been conquered by the Babylonian Empire. When it was conquered, the people were taken captive and forced into exile. So now they're living in Babylon. They're in a strange land with strange customs among strange people. And they look back to their days in Judah. They look back to when they were home. They say, I wish I could go back there. And that's when Jeremiah brings the word of God to them. And it's not what you would expect. God says to the people of Israel, build houses, take wives, have children, plant gardens, marry your children so, or have your children married so that you could have grandchildren. Pray for your city, for as it prospers, you will prosper. Basically, God is saying, accept this situation. Embrace this situation. Embrace where you are now. Now God says, because I know what is planned for you. I have your welfare in mind. I have brought you here. He's basically telling the Israelites to accept where they are and to stop looking back so much. To embrace the life that they're living now And of trust in God. And this is a situation we see played out in our society time and again. It seems like every time we have a national election, people talk about manufacturing. And the loss of manufacturing jobs. And no doubt they start talking about outsourcing. Because we've lost so many jobs being outsourced to companies where wages are more affordable. But what they don't talk about is the increase in automation in manufacturing. Think about the last time you went to the grocery store. There was probably two lines open, and then there was the self-checkout, places where four people could check out at one time, manned by one cashier. That's a loss of three cashier jobs right there, and we've seen this throughout industry. But we don't talk about that. Instead, we look back to when manufacturing was booming. Instead of embracing where we are and looking how to move forward. We feel like this in our lives. When we transition from one stage to another, when we move from one place to another, when we take one job over another. I love my two dogs. But I remember when we first had them, how many times I thought, man, I remember when we didn't have any dogs and we could just take up and go for the weekend without having to find pet sitters, without having to make sure they were cared for. 
we look back and we reminisce. It's a good thing the church never does this. It's the one place that's free from this. A couple of months ago, I celebrated my ninth anniversary of being ordained. Before that, I served a church as an intern for two years. Before that, I served as an elder on session for three years. I've been involved in church for a long time, and I cannot tell you how many committee, board, and session meetings I've been a part of. And of those, I would guess that 75% of them have talked about the way things used to be. Back when we had a vibrant youth group. Back when we had 200 people on a Sunday. Back when we had this. Back when we had that. Back when everyone was on church on Sunday morning. And we look back to the good old days. And we don't talk about the fact that the good old days are gone. That society has changed. That people have changed. In many ways, the Israelites' experience in captivity is a microcosm of this. They're in a situation where they long for the good old days, but those days are gone, never to be achieved again. Instead, God says, trust in me. Look for where I am working. Embrace your situation and build from there. Look forwards, not backwards. Look for where I am working in that moment. That's probably why the Jewish people have always embraced the biblical book of Esther. Esther is about a young woman who is taken by a king to be one of his many wives. It's a young Jewish woman. She disguises her Jewishness to be married to him. And then one of his servants tricks the king into issuing a decree that all the Jews must be killed. And her uncle comes to her and says, Esther, you must do something about this. But she knows if she were to approach the king with this, she could easily be banished or put to death. And her uncle says, Esther, it might be just for just a time such as this that you've been put into this place. Just for a time such as this. For the situation that you are in now. For where God has placed you at this point of time. Look where God is calling you to do. Look where God is working at this moment in this place. And that's what we need to do. We need to embrace our situation We need to embrace the situation in this country with manufacturing, with a host of other issues. We need to embrace the situation in our lives. We need to embrace the situation in our churches, accept them, and look for where God is working. As the book says, you can't go home again. You can't go back. The past is the past. In high school, I loved English because I loved to read. And I remember one story that always stuck with me called The Monkey's Paw. And the details are a little foggy, but it's about this couple. And uh, for some reason, they uh, are given a cursed monkey's paw. I can't remember if they get it at a flea market or a stranger gives them to them. But this cursed monkey paw will grant three wishes. And the man goes home thinking, how is this a curse? I'm going to have wishes come true. This is wonderful. And so that night he holds it in his hand and he says, 
I wish that we would come into a large sum of money. And to his surprise, the monkey's paw clenches and unclenches. The next day, he's at home with his wife. It's the afternoon, and there's a knock on their door. And he opens their door, and there's a solemn-faced man standing there. And he says, I hate to inform you, but there has been an accident at the sawmill where your son works. Unfortunately, he was killed. Here is a financial gift for your, your condolences from the sawmill. And he closes the door and he realizes that his wish came true. They came with a large sum of money, but he also sees the curse. Days go by, weeks go by. The man and his wife are grieving the loss of their son. And one night he can take his grief no longer. So he sits up in bed. He goes over to the cupboard. He pulls out the monkey's paw and says, I wish I had my son back. And there's silence. And he lays awake in bed, wondering what's going to happen. After a couple of hours, there's this noise coming up their driveway. Sounds like a foot dragging. And he fills with dread, wondering what he has done. And it gets closer, this thumping, dragging, closer. And then there's a knock at the door. And the door creaks open and the man realizes with dread just how his son has come back. So he takes the monkey's paw and with his final wish, he says, I wish that that had never happened. Return my son to the grave. And he goes downstairs and there's dirt in the entryway and the door is open, but no sign of his son. The man wished to have his son back because he wanted things to go back the way they were. But we can't put things back the way they are. Imagine taking a pillow, slicing it open and shaking it so the feathers fly into the wind and trying to gather them up and put it back. It can't be done. The past is the past. We should remember it, we should honor it, but we should not try to relive it. Instead, we should heed Jeremiah's words to the Israelites and Jeremiah's words to us. To embrace our situation. To accept it. But most importantly, to look for where God is working in it. And to ask why God has called us to this point and this location. Then we can live into our lives as people of God. Amen.